You're listening to Podhaven. It's all untenable. It's all untenable. We should we should stop now while we still have a chance. So before it's too late. Speaking of podcast nightmares, uh, just to say, if anyone listened to the episode last week like right away and thought this is really familiar, why am I listening to something so familiar? Oh yeah. Uh, SoundCloud did a thing, and yes, I called it SoundCloud because it's bad. Because it's, uh, it's sound clowning around. God, those those high boys at the at the sound clown. Uh, the high boys of the. They sound made clown. a little mistake, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Somehow, um, when I tried to upload the audio for the um, the last episode, it put in the audio from another episode, which happened to be the one that I was replacing the audio of, and I could tell that it was um. It was the audio that I'd replaced, so it's not like it was audio that I even had on my computer anymore to upload. So I have no idea what happened. It just sort of decided, well, it's got to go somewhere. Yeah, so... Well, like, the audio track the refused answer? to die and so took over the body of another one. Are we missing the obvious answer? What's the obvious answer? It was clearly Wentworth Miller. Yeah. Honestly, I've not heard a peep out of him after the fire. Well, that's because he's gone underground. He's he's using he's going underground guerrilla tactics, How targeting got... people around me rather than me directly. Yeah, um, it's like um, it's like when it's like when people find out the real identity of a superhero. Yeah, when people uh... find out the real identity of a superhero, they fuck up your SoundCloud account. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly how it goes in the comic book times. So, guys, I got a text. I'm just going to quickly say that people who did listen to the beginning of the last one and thought, I've heard this before and just didn't listen again, go back and listen because the actual audio is there. But I just got a text. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, this isn't... It's come up as if it's a contact on my phone, but it's not someone who I have as a contact on my phone. Um, Oh, that's odd. Okay, it's a text from Yoko Taro. Oh shit! Of everyone's favorite Moonhead boy. Yeah. Uh, it it only says Wentworth is mine. Well, that seems a bit presumptuous. But I mean, it is Yoko Taro, right? I'm pretty sure there's not much we can do there. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's true. His he he is immensely powerful. There's also an image embedded in the text, um, and if I run it through this um, this image deoscillator machine that I've got in my house. Oh shit! You got one of those? Yeah, yeah. Where'd you, where'd you get it? Where'd you get uh, it? Yoko Taro. Oh, he sent it to you. Yeah, he sent it to me. He's uh, been so setting cool. this up for months. Yeah, I, I should imagine. I should imagine then that um, you know, getting um, getting this text through is probably contextualizing it for you and making you go, "Oh, that's why Yoko Taro sent me a um, an image deoscillator." <laughs> this is yeah. why he provided the well, cipher for all of his future well, communications. Well, that mystery's put to bed. Uh, so I've just I've just run the image through, and it's a set of coordinates. I've popped it on a Google Maps. Uh, it appears to be a large crop circle. Um. 
which is showing a phone number. Uh, so I'm just going to type that into my phone and ring it. All right. Is he sending you on some sort of ARG to find Wentworth Miller? Yeah. Is it? No. I I think it's it's um yeah it's an ARG for Wentworth Miller, and this is when we find out that Wentworth Miller is is near um, three. The new it Wentworth Miller himself was an ARG, and he's actually just an actor who is the the antagonist of the next uh, near game. Okay, I mean, uh, I wouldn't put it my past. Prediction. That's my that's my E three prediction, everyone. That's my E three prediction. Wentworth Miller's going to be unveiled at E three. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be unveiled at E three. That, that's my. I, I I think that's I think that's reasonable to expect. With his smug face and his failed I mean, supercomputer plot. Call of Duty's got like steampunk zombies now, so I guess everything's <laughs> possible. <laughs> I mean, credit to them for trying to do something original, at least. Yeah, I mean, I'm genuinely intrigued, to say the least. But it's not an indie game, so it doesn't exist. Um, I rang the number. Mm -hmm. What what happened? Um, It was just a voice clip of Jordan Peterson saying the word lobster. (laughs) It's just on repeat. So, like, I don't know what... I don't know what this tells me about Wentworth Miller, but... We've got oh that. shit! No, the so no Wentworth Miller is actually the anti-hero protagonist of the next near game, and the antagonist is Jordan Peterson, but a lobster, like a really big, like hybrid, like basically Jordan Peterson's like persona uh, is a lobster, <laughs> and and he's going to be the bad guy in in the next uh, Yokotaro near game. Lobster Peterson <laughs> is Wentworth Miller's gaming debut. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it means and nothing more sinister at all. Um, welcome, to, welcome to the Indie yeah, Haven Podcast. Yeah, this is the Indie Haven <laughs> Podcast with me, your host and favourite friend, Elodie Carnium. Hello, I'm here. Hello. Hi! That's Josh. Josh was the first one. Josh was the first Uh-oh. one who spoke then, and Astrid was the second one who spoke. That's the correct I like word. how it's sort of a part of the show now that you introduce us so that we don't have time to fuck up that section. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's a be- it's beautiful, beautiful it's elegant. character development of this podcast. Yeah. This is like, it's, emer- it's emergent behaviour. I mean, the thing is, we fuck about so much that it's I like need the fish to... in Call of Duty. I need to make it more efficient Which has somewhere. Which zombies in it now. You've got to have something, <laughs> something that these bastards cannot corrupt. So we we missed we missed a week again. Uh, yeah. No, we didn't. Oh, okay. Oh, that, was, no, we... that was just, it was a joke, it was a practice, it was, it was, one of those fun goofs where you lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely am lying. Um, I understand what's going on now. So whenever we don't record for a bit, nothing happens at all in indie yeah. games, like, whatsoever. Hmm. I uh, did posit yeah, like... the possibility that when we're not doing the podcast, indie games simply cease to exist. Which some would call egotistical of me to say, but, I mean, the evidence is there. 
it's yeah. there. I'm just, I'm just, it's just science. It's not even me saying it. Science can never be wrong. Science is literally never wrong when it's me. Yeah. Because I'm right, thanks. So do Wait, it. When did Jordan Peterson get in here? <laughs> it's Jordan. It's Jordan. It's Jordan Peterson. Hey, hey. Hello, it's me, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> is he that fuck on the radio? Yeah, he's that fuck on the radio. I completely forgot his name. I meant to Google him. Oh, cause... he's um, he's um. I'm Jordan. Break, break, I'm... break, breaking from an elab, breaking temporarily from our elaborately crafted narrative. You do know who Jordan Peterson is, right, Josh? I actually hadn't heard the name until quite recently. <laughs> Oh, you are lucky. <laughs> I'm glad we managed to break you. He from is. Your... I'm, like, I'm, I'm not losing my mind. He is the one who was on Radio Two recently, right? I don't know. Possibly. Uh, he could have been. The one, he's he's the one that thinks um, po- post uh, postmodern neo Marxists are destroying the Western world. Uh, yeah, and and um. Because lobsters have hierarchies, we need to also have hierarchies based on gender, because lobsters do, and lobsters and humans are the same thing. Well, lobsters are the most successful of all crustaceans, as we all know. <laughs> he, he also I sounds that like... Was the most beautiful, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard you say. I've, I've got to be honest, so I was good. kind of surprised as I was saying it, as though it wasn't even me. Some, I, I feel I feel like the ether was speaking through me there. That's how Geordie Boy gets you. That's Jordan how, uh, Peterson, Peterson gets you man. when he gets you to talk about lobsters against your will. Yeah, so, yeah. who is he again? Uh, Jordan Peterson is a Canadian uh, professor of philosophy, mm, psychology, uh, psychology, um, and he has uh, he's basically all right without really saying it. And he, he, he I says, thought he was when he started talking about how people get offended on the radio. Yeah, he thinks oh. um, he thinks he doesn't like using gender neutral pronouns. And when he talked about how he didn't like it, he used gender neutral pronouns a lot. And um, he also thinks that um, liberal postmodern neo Marxists, which is his big favorite thing to say, and it makes him very, very horny in, in his trousers when he says it, um, are d- destroying, uh, the, want to destroy the Western world and are indoctrinating our youth through liberal education system. And we should go back to traditional values and also. We should tidy our rooms. Yes, yes. Um, boy, <laughs> boys need to tidy their rooms and pull themselves up by the bootstraps. Yeah, he wrote a self-help bu- self-help book which contains like bog standard bullshit that your mum tells you that you 12, didn't listen to because she was a woman. Things that um, you can read in my book for a minute or something wasn't it? Was a list of things. Well, I mean, it's a fucking self-help book, of course. Yeah, it's no, a list it's, of things, it's a list but... of twelve. It's a list. It's a very long book with twelve big yeah. things that you can do in it. There was they're this hilarious really simple. There was they're this all hel- really simple, Sorry. and they're all things that your mum probably told you, but you didn't listen mm. to her because she's a woman. <laughs> PewDiePie really liked the book. Yes, he did. He did, didn't he? PewDiePie really liked PewDiePie. PewDiePie. Pie... Pie... Well, PewDiePie famously is a huge <laughs> proponent of uh, 
lobster maybe, values. Maybe, maybe, maybe PewDiePie, maybe PewDiePie will finally tidy his room and stop He's got existing. no choice now. <laughs> He's doomed if he doesn't. Yeah, the only and thing maybe, PewDiePie didn't maybe like... Maybe he'll finally, maybe he'll finally tidy his room of himself and float the fuck away. <laughs> As we uh, do. The one thing that PewDiePie didn't like about the book was that it had religion in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That's the thing. There was, there's a bit, I, like, I'm sorry I keep like butting in, and I'm aware that I've talked over people several times now in an attempt to get That's this out, fine. but it's, like, it's just the cherry on the cake for me. This is definitely the guy I was thinking of now. He was on Radio 2. Uh, BBC Radio. I was, I was heading to a like some sort of training thing for my day job. It's not important where I was going, but he was yeah, talking about the book. He said he had other principle, like other similar ideas for a second book, like bits of bits of incredibly commonplace advice that could go in a second book. You know, and the, these things that you should live your life by, you know, things you need to bear in mind day to day and just sort of live by these rules, okay? Then this is the stuff I believe, right? When asked what they were, he had to look at his notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, he, to be he... fair, he can't be expected to remember everything that is, that is at the core of his belief system. <laughs> That is a perfect encapsulation of 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 yeah. Porden 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 He, you know, and, and that's the whole reason Paul I was talking about Paul. Oh my, fuck. <laughs> you've cracked the code. <laughs> there we go. By yeah. Joe Yelson. That's like it's like the Da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci's that very good code, book. By, the good book. By, by, the by, Damned um, Brown. By Johnny Blue. By PewDiePie. <laughs> by <laughs> PewDiePie. Yeah. He was trying by... to warn us. By PewDiePie at a shop. Alright, so Jordan Peterson. So there's a video game oh, that No, I but I've been to... trying to speak for the last 50 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> you go now. You go now. Um, Jordan Peterson is paid by the University of Toronto for some reason. He also gets mm. a bunch of money from his Patreon. He gets like thousands and thousands from boys who he sold to tidy their rooms. And mm-hmm. he's, he... that, that makes it sound a lot more sinister. Yeah. Somehow. Uh, and he Not also sure sounds why. he also sounds like Kermit the Frog. If Kermit the Frog was actually a really bad right wing uh so, Guy. so he has nine thousand six hundred and eighteen patrons, um, which is probably silly money. Um, and uh, according to his Patreon, he is creating lectures about profound psychological ideas, <laughs> <laughs> like tidy your room. Oh, yeah, I study psychology, and what he's peddling ain't psychology. I, guys, I've posted a picture. This is this is his profile picture on Patreon. Look at that good lobster boy. <laughs> I'm expecting nothing less than the best crustacean. <laughs> what happens if I Google Jordan Peterson lobster? You know, I, I oh, was actually... Oh, sweet Christ! Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> why, why's Yoda turned up now? Look at that! 
<laughs> he's, he's got lobsters in his coat pockets. He's got he's got them stuffed in his in his secret, cheeky secret pockets. <laughs> oh my god! This is this is a real photo. I have this never... is a real photograph on on the internet dot com. I have never in my life heard such an incoherent sentence featuring lobsters. Holy shit! It's... He's he's packing he's packing lobsters. He's packing lobsters, fool. <laughs> he's gonna be in a little like Western gundul and he's gonna be like hovering his hand over his coat pocket and the man's gonna pull out a gun and he's gonna go lobster and then die because he's fucking mistaken lobster. them for those like crayfish or whatever they are that can shoot shockwaves out of their pincers because they're so fast. You mean man- yeah. mantis shrimps? Mantis shrimp. It was a shrimp. I made a I fool just, of myself. Like Crayfish. there are some, there are some funny memes, right? There are some funny memes, but like, this is a real photograph. <laughs> this is a photograph on the Guardian, that Jordan apparently. Peterson posed for. Well, you've got to be quirky, because then you get away with all the horrible beliefs. It's like Boris Johnson now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I so, I yeah. thought of a really fun, cool nickname for Jordan Peterson. Do you want to hear it? I yeah, of course. Like to... Go ahead. Kermitler. Kermitler. Oh, so good. It's quite profound. incredible. You know what that is? That is a profound psychological idea that you just created. <laughs> <laughs> now tidy your room. <laughs> now tidy your room. <laughs> so I Pick played up your lobsters off the floor, video, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. So there's a video game that I want to talk yeah. about that looks kind of cool. Shall we talk about that? Do yeah. we have to? I'm having a sure, blast okay. with a lobster man. Oh, Which sounds God. like a euphemism for drug use. We, we, yeah, we can come back to him later if you fancy it. <laughs> um, so, there's uh, next weekend, so the weekend after this one that is currently approaching at the time of recording. Um, so, probably the weekend upon which this, uh, of the week this episode comes out. There mm-hmm. is a, uh, a an open beta happening for this game I found out about called Block Sport. Now, imagine, if you will, Rocket League, mm-hmm. but instead of cars, your giant robot men, the like Rock'em Sock'em robots, and you have giant spiky like hammers and axes, and you have to hit the ball with the spiky hammers and axes, but you also fight other robot men with those spiky hammers and axes in gladiatorial combat. But sport. Yes, sport. there is also a there's ball a, when you sport hit the ball. ball and the goal, but you also get to fight the men. I love to so fight So kind of like a faster-paced thousand-foot robot golf almost. Yeah, effectively. Effectively. Okay. It looks really, really fun, to be honest. It's like it, it 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 is like Rocket League meets Robot Wars, if that makes sense. That's mm. a fascinating concept. It is a fascinating concept, and it's a concept <laughs> that I'm very, very into. Um they released a little teaser trailer. Um I'll I'll pop it in the chat. You can probably just like breeze through it and then we can talk about fresh juice. Uh, we can talk about um, yeah. We what, can talk about fresh how juice. This looks. Yeah, we talk about fresh juice. I fresh only put juice. I put that there because I didn't want to look at Jordan Peterson anymore. <laughs> I don't blame you to be honest. Um, if you skip to like um, halfway through the trailer, you start seeing like mm-hmm. gameplay. Um, 
it's trying to do the funny bit at the beginning and like it's alright, but I think the gameplay is the is the real pull there. And yeah. it looks really awesome. Looks really awesome. It's just loading now. It's taken its I, I ta- time. It's kind of like hockey, I guess, as well. Golf. So it's like throwing golf. That yes, it is like that. Or like what's it called? Um, volleyball. Yeah. And then, like the the robots can also dance. You'll find out if you when you get to the end. Spoiler. Sorry. Oh, so it's also a bit um, like Griffball. Yeah, no, kind of is right. Yeah, it looks, it looks kind of interesting. Josh, do you know what Griffball is? I don't think Josh can hear us. He's probably watching the video. Yeah, probably is, isn't he? Yeah. Hmm. You were not kidding about the Rocket League comparison, were you? That is. The arena is uncannily similar. Yes, I did notice that. Uh, so, um, could you hear us then, Josh, when we were talking to you? No. Um, uh, whenever I watch a video, uh, for some reason the Discord audio cuts out, which is why I tend not to, but it was necessary oh. for content in this case, yeah, so I did so. Okay. Content. So, yeah, what did we all think about how that looked? Because I kind of want to give it a go. So, Josh, do you know what Griffball is? Ah, I knew at some point. Many moons ago. Man, many eons past. Griffball was a, a sport that you could play on the Halo Online things where you had to get a ball to the other end of the screen, but you also had a big hammer and you could just hit everyone else with the big hammer. Yeah, it'd smick it for get... the sake of the sport. Yeah. Uh, so that that's what that reminded me of then. Was... Sort of like that, but with kind of... Like I, hmm, I don't have any particularly strong feelings about the designs of the robots, but I can yeah, sort of acknowledge so, that it's decent. If that makes so, sense. So, um, a caveat to add to that that you mentioned it is, um, so these are the the basic designs they have um, because of the open beta happening next weekend. But they are planning um, during and after that um, mm. unveiling a lot of um, updates, including like a big visual overhaul. Okay, that's um, that's encouraging. Is, these servers like sort of placeholders that give you the general idea of what it will be like. Okay, but I've I've got to say, like for placeholder assets, it's <clears throat> like that's pretty decent. It seems yeah, promising know, right? at this stage. You yeah, know, no, I know that's, that's what, what everyone always says. But, you know, it's... Yeah. Sorry, I'm just pasting in the chat a, a screenshot of my current screen where it's showing me. Uh, what it thinks that I should be into, considering I just watched the blocks watch Caesar trailer. So it's just processing it. So it's just all the fresh juice picture. Yeah. <clears throat> so have a look. What is this? This is what it's um, it's showing me is the next thing that I should watch. What's Zap twenty eighteen best funny sports part one hundred and forty nine? Yeah. Nice. Well, it's the most relevant. Let's part. all. Let's, let, let's give it give it a look and tell me what you think. Are we gonna watch uh, WhatsApp twenty eighteen best funny sports sure. part one? Why not? I mean, you're going to watch it. You're gonna watch it and you're going to um, watch it for like a minute and tell us what happens in it. You're gonna okay. you're gonna go watch it, in describe the content to detail. us, and then I will judge you for having watched it based on what you describe. Okay, we're yeah. going to Tim Curry time skip and I'll describe it after I've watched the beginning of this. 
Okay. No, no, it has to. No, no, no. It has to be. It has to be live commentary. No, no. It is the sports, after all. <laughs> there yeah, is but... a grand tradition in the sports. Yeah. Sports. Sports. A horse is going. Did you like that? That was me being a horse commentator. The horse is going. Groundbreaking, unique, innovative iPhone. (laughs) Alright, so if this goes horribly, you're going to hear a Tim Curry time skip. And if it works out alright, you're just going to hear me live tweeting this. Okay. 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 I'm down. Okay, so it's got some fun, funky music. Nice, it's uh, always good. There's a bunch of Winnie the Poohs being thrown onto the ice skating rink while... Oh! Wow. That's his custom. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is motocross now. There's just some women dancing. <clears throat> That's not really funny. Mm. <laughs> okay, that... It's just some women in, like, monster-based... Okay, that was the entire one. Tennis, US Open. Okay. It's another woman. She looks shocked. There's a man with a beard looking upset. Okay, now it's tennis US Open and there's a there's a moth. Oh no, he squished the moth! He's, he squished the moth! He squished it, picked it up with his hand, then dropped it, then squished it again. And now he's looking sad. He just Filled hit... with regret over what man... he's done. Man just hit himself in the head with um with a tennis racket. Now it's ski jumping. Oh, like the first bit of comedy. Yeah, it's, oh, wow. it's ski jumping, and there was just somebody dressed as an ice, uh, no, a snowflake, and it just kind of ran gently into some other people. <laughs> cycling, <laughs> knocking them to the ground. <laughs> they're, they're cycling. It's just cycling, and it's like sped up so it looks real fast. I like to imagine this is all the same event. Yeah. Like, it's a sort of bizarre relay race. <laughs> okay, that was the entire thing, and there was nothing. That was the, the tour of Britain. Someone fell off a bike. Ha 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 ha. Well, the second bit of comedy. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Tennis US Open. The Boulevard of Broken Dreams is playing. Loads of, oh. oh, there's this boy very sad because most of the players didn't sign his orb, but they signed everyone else's orbs, and now he looks like he's crying. <laughs> I have the one unsigned okay, orb. Okay. I think, I think, I think we got. Okay, they're, they're changing oh, some. Was... They're changing a oh, tire out on a car now. Fuck! They just dropped. What have I done? They dropped the car, and you the car hit this. a man a bit, and he fell <laughs> over. <laughs> Okay, it's it's more. Oh, somebody (laughs) just fell off a bike again, and then somebody. Okay, three people fell off bikes. They just kept falling off the bikes, and now now it's just showing replays of the first person falling over and over again. Okay, now there's some now there's some men doing sport sport training where they've got things around their legs that looks like they're trying to walk with pants around their ankles, and it's playing a silly a silly whistle song. Okay, nice. I think well, we're two minutes and twenty seconds into the ten minutes and twenty-one second long video, so okay, let, let's call it there. Um, what would you rate it out of ten sports? I mean, there was probably more than ten sports in that video, so you know, so like eleven, maybe twelve sports. Yeah, that's, that seems twelve fair to sports me. in under three minutes. 
Yeah, it was really funny as That's well. That's a Guinness World Record. It was really, really funny and comedy, like the bit where it just had some pictures of women. That's funny. Yeah. That's the good, <laughs> that's the good jokes. Josh, <laughs> Josh, Josh. Video games, Josh. Right. Jo- no, Josh, what would you... You oh, okay. said you're going to do this. What are you going to rate? What are you going to judge uh, LED's live commentary like? Right, yes, I I remembered I was gonna, I said I was gonna do that. <laughs> okay, yes, it's time, tell. it's time for me, certainty. it's time for me to put the rum near Rupert and let the stock prices think for themselves, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I'm gonna be honest, I, I think less of you as a human being now for having <laughs> watched don't. that, and I realise that it was our decision to force you to. But you still did it, Josh. You could, you could have, you could have refused. Josh. I mean, yes, I would, I would have retaliated um... quite viciously, but you could have yeah. refused. Oh, Josh, do you want to talk about video games now? <laughs> okay, I'm going to talk about video games now, right? You've got to, you've got to redeem yourself at some point. Josh, apologise, Swellady. <laughs> I can't <laughs> do it. I've committed to the Do bit now. Do it or now. you're fired and I'll steal your videos. <laughs> Brilliant. Enjoy your 50 views. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will. I, I'll relish in them. <laughs> You'll relish in them? <laughs> yeah, in, around, <laughs> between... Did I fucking stutter? I'll relish toward them if I have to. This is what happens when literally nothing happens in the world of when, indie games. If you... Like... Indie this developers also of the world. This is what happens when I have two cans of Monster Energy drink prior to the recording. Right. <laughs> Indie developers and Monster Energy, okay? Buck your fucking <laughs> up. Buck your collective ideas up. I mean, right? mon- Monster Generate Energy. Generate news and stop making Monster Energy drink. <laughs> Monster Energy was also involved in that video, so, you know. You remember yeah. the, the oh my bit God, with. The, it's a conspiracy. The bit with the women. That, mean, they that were means it's technically an indie game. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Monster Energy was in a video about sports, and so it's an indie game. Yeah, that's how that works. I mean, that's basically our train of thought throughout this entire, like... I mean, it's not untrue. So, Josh, what was your thing that you wanted to talk about on the episode of the Indie Hidden Podcast video game podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Right, the thing I wanted to bring up. I want to talk a bit about how every game's getting a fucking Battle Royale mode now. Because... Fuck. I find I find the tr- the train of events train chain surely the the train chain is fascinating to me. The blockchain. The blockchain is fascinating to me, and I'm going to disrupt it and make millions of dollars. Uh huh. Because <laughs> that was I want that was Astrid's hurry up. Yeah, I no, to talk about no, this. that was no, that was my that was my. Please, can we not talk about blockchain again? Noise. <laughs> we'll get in trouble. We'll get in trouble with the Bitcoin, please. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? For fuck's sake, who winds this up podcast. with that job? <laughs> this fucking podcast. So right. this episode's called the Bitcoin Police, right? It had better know. be. Much good will it do us? <laughs> Carry on. Right. right. 
Carry I've on. wanted to talk about this ever since I heard Call of Duty was getting one, because of course it is. Right? Because Call of Duty is... Like, it, it's a titan. Really, isn't it? Like, it, mm. it's it's a gaming industry titan. Somehow And still. I find it kind of... Still, after all these years, and I find it kind of fascinating that it, of all games, is now sort of jumping on a bandwagon, like following yeah. this lucrative lucrative trend that was ostensibly started by an indie game. How like, obviously, the tables. Yeah, it's kind of... I mean, obviously, like, Fortnite is now doing better, but PUBG... Like, PUBG is the reason this got big, for all intents yeah. and purposes. It wasn't obviously the origin of the genre, but it is what made the genre... Yeah, it's, it's the one now. that kind of thrust it into the popular consciousness. Yeah. It's it's yeah, why it's absolutely. in the zeitgeist, if you will. Yeah, I love... Yes. The zeitgeist. And yeah, I, I just find it kind of interesting that, like, Call of Duty is now... And, like, you'd think... I find it kind of fascinating as well because you'd think Call of Duty of all games would know how this typically ends. Yeah, because like yeah, no, how many mean. how many bones are at its feet of games that tried to beat it and failed miserably. Like don't get me wrong, I think it'll do well. But I think yeah. it'll do well because it's a Call of Duty game. I don't know necessarily if adding this in is going to draw is going to draw in anyone who wasn't already interested. Yeah, you know? and um, my my thoughts um, about how this is going to impact it. Obviously, loads of people are going to buy Call of Duty because it's Call of Duty. That's Call of Duty. Yeah. But uh, when I was catching up on all of the um, Black Ops Four like reveal content, um, mm-hmm. I did have a little look at the video of the uh, of the uh, they're calling it Blackout, aren't they? Um, the blackout announcement video and mm-hmm. that that like to dislike ratio was pretty even. Oof. Lots of people were on not Call happy. On Call of Duty, yeah, on Call of Duty. Like some people might hear you say "even" and be like, oh, "You know, why is that impressive?" It's Call of Duty. Mm. Well, like, the that's... only time that's ever happened Oof. before is with the trailer for I think it was Infinite Warfare. Um, oh, yeah, that was the time, wasn't it? The most <laughs> downvoted video in all of history. Um, but that's not normally the sort of fare that Treyarch specifically get with their Call of Duty games. Treyarch are normally like Treyarch are at this point the powerhouse of the Call of Duty franchise, arguably. Well. So, There's a few things. There's a few different explanations I can think of of, of what's going on here in general. Mm. First one is Activision Blizzard has just made has made them put this in because it's the thing. Mm. And because yes. money. Yeah. Uh, second thing is that Call of Duty has gone down so much in its cultural relevance where before it, mm, yeah. it was the uh, it was like the big influencer for the previous generation of pretty much everything yeah. that's coming out absolutely um 
or or at the very least it's it's or it it hit the point of diminishing returns quite a while ago. Yeah. Um Yeah. And like they realize that nobody particularly cares anymore. Hmm. And they're trying desperately to cling on to whatever the trend is. I mean, yeah, you could absolutely see that in the blackout like reveal um because not only is it, you know, the big Call of Duty Battle Royale, but they... Um, how much do you both know about what they're doing with it? I had absolutely zero interest in the product itself. I just thought it was fascinating that it was happening. Yeah, I've not heard all that much, but what... Um, is it true that there's not going to be a campaign, a single-player campaign? Um, so, let me give you a little... A couple of information drops. One regarding the campaign, and two with specifically what they're doing with Blackout, because I think it really contextualises that desperation. Um, so, regarding the campaigns, there's not going to be a dedicated entire single-player campaign, because they've decided it's not relevant to them anymore, for some reason. Um, I mean, I, could, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, maybe it wasn't a big enough um, what instead they're doing a... yeah what instead they're doing like the like the featured characters uh of the, you can still customize your character in the call of duty multiplayer mode but there are like featured characters um mm. that have their own mini campaigns so that give a little bit of like extra backstory to okay, the Black this, Ops universe this actually this actually like raises up the point i was going to make about the campaign uh Ooh. I think that as well as copying PUBG and Fortnite and all those friends, mm-hmm. uh, they're also trying to go for the old character character shooter thing like Overwatch. Mm. Uh, so I by... don't know mm. what they're specifically... I don't know if they're pushing specific characters, because as far as I can tell, there is still character customization, but that's entirely possible. Well, that is entirely possible. It sounds like um, they're trying to do something like um, have a... They've seen that Overwatch has done a multiplayer game with very little story in it that's still managing to push its story as mm. a thing. And that was what I was initially going to comment on. Was True. that I yes. think they're going That's a good for... point, actually, yeah. So they're yeah. doing the same thing where they're not bothering to put a story in, but still banking on the story... Uh, that they're not really putting into the game itself. Oh, they're, crea- they're creating a story. They're just not putting it in the game. Yeah, they're leaving it to another team that, like, isn't preoccupied making the game. I mm. guess. I mean, I presume so, they're different people. Well, yeah. yeah. So it sounds like so, it's copying a lot of the recent trends, which is a complete and utter turnaround for Call of Duty. Yes, yeah. it's so. It's not just clinging to current trends. Uh, I watched the the entire announcement, uh, the, the uh, VOD version of it, um, and um, what they're doing with Blackout is they're making a big map, and the map is going to be made up of all of the iconic locations and set pieces from the last ten years of Call of Duty games. That sounds like a terrible idea. They're taking chunks and pieces from all of like the the really iconic moments and their or the really iconic locations and they're stitching them all together into a big map. Stitching together a bunch of unrelated pre-made assets. Well, so, they really are copying PUBG, aren't they? Yeah, that is that is in, in fact what they are doing, and they are also um um in like the the character roster for the battle royale mode 
is going to be all of the Black Ops characters, including the Zombies characters. And they were playing up, they were playing the Nostalgia deck in that announcement. I mean, that's also coming Ooh. across like character shooter as well, though. Mm, exactly, exactly. They're just, they're so desperate. I don't know how you'd they even do sense. that in Call of Duty. I guess it'd have to be more like Siege, Rainbow Six Siege, almost. Mm. Well, like, like, it's, it's not it's, like they've got superpowers. Yeah. And like, it's, um, it's, it's interesting because like, yeah, they're, they're, they're following all of the trends and they're trying to get hook people with the nostalgia. Um, it really feels like they are panicking almost yeah especially I... after call of duty world war 2 and how quickly people dropped that one well here's the thing i think like you, these games are still doing well like they're just not being talked about i guess mm. but i'm not sure necessarily how much of a concern that is because they can seemingly do well without being talked about all that much yeah, but... just on the strength of like for now anyway. does activision blizzard want to do well or does it want to True. do the best out of anyone that ever? is the thing but like what just to like play devil's advocate momentarily to just offer a alternative conclusion based on the same evidence it could also be that they're just like right we've got this big like brand name that like more or less has become unstoppable mm. you know like even with as little as we've fallen out of like the media consciousness recently we're still like raking it in hand over fist i would presume yes I mean, that if a, we a jump on all of these trends that have come out since we will make absolute like we will just destroy just yes un- unfathomable amounts of cash i definitely think that is I, a significant yeah. factor like i think I that might be the logic think... behind it i certainly think with mm, how I... heavily you're saying they're playing the nostalgia card that i think is absolutely I'm definitely actually... lends credence to the idea of desperation i'm kind of surprised they're going playing for... greed sorry i'm surprised they're going for nostalgia again because that's also what they tried to do with world war Two. Mm. Uh, they were like Call mm. of Duty's going back to World War Two and all the adverts, and it had all those, all those fuckers yeah. who just kind of was like, "We're getting the mm. gang back together to play Call of Duty because we're idiots." Yes. Um, and so that didn't go too well. So it just seems like they're trying to do the same thing, except nostalgia for all of the stuff. Mm. Yes, nostalgia does, it, it, while relying on contemporary sensibilities. Like, it's what? a weird combination. Do you know what? That map that's a stitched together thing of all of the stuff that's iconic about other stuff. Um, James Selig mentioned Ubisoft's iconic, whatever, that stuff. Uh, that sounds like a perfect um, like metaphor for the game itself. Uh, that yeah. it's some kind of stitched together Frankenstein of things that were popular in the past and present. I, I yep, I, they I, do, like they yep. almost like they don't want to change too much because they're still like they're still Call of Duty, mm. but at the same time they've got to just put all of this stuff in because money, and so yeah. it's almost this patchwork creature of just mismatching Absolutely. all I don't know. it could be good we don't know and I probably yeah. never will because I've got no fucking interest in the game 
pulling back slightly on the you know why are they doing this element um i also think a large part of it is because they they are currently out of at the very least the conversational zeitgeist uh and doing something like this for better or for worse on uh, in regards to their reception is going to, is is already getting people talking about them again mm. yeah well that is true i think i think one other thing this kind of shows is just how much the power dynamic between the indie market and the triple a market has changed in recent yes. years because well the it... power goes to whoever's coming up with the ideas and triple a's just not interested in ideas anymore they've found their like they just want live services yeah like they found their Ugh. roster of things that they can make money from and they've got no interest in deviating from that for the most part but it feels like Part, um, it feels like Activision Blizzard has realised that things like PUBG and such are starting the conversations instead now. Yeah, and they are desperately trying to cling to any innovation that indie games are making because they've realised that that's where the innovation is now, and they need to have that if they want to make money. But what they're not realising is that they need to have their own innovation, not one that someone else has done. Because at that point it ceases to be innovation if yeah. someone else did it first. I mean, first of all, like I can't, I resent the implication that they understand where the innovation is coming from. I yes. don't think they have that much insight. If I, I mean, they're doing this. Let's be honest. Well, they they're copying, they're copying indie games, which just kind of t- it kind of shows you, kind of shows you how. How much things have changed in the last ten or so years, in terms of the actual entire video game scene. Hmm. As I that mean, is why I find why I find it interesting because like, I'll, like AAA games are largely homogenous now. Yeah. I mean, like mm. you'll get different flavors, you'll get different licks of paint, but like. More, more so than in the past. Like, I, I feel like it's only gotten more true as time goes on. I mean, absolutely. If like... you think about the uh, the last generation, um, there was a few indie darlings, but generally, indie wasn't really a massive thing in terms of uh, at least the console market. Um, yeah, that's true. Journey won a BAFTA, and then that was about it. Yeah. And then you'd yeah. you'd occasionally have things like limbo and such. Like things were coming out, yeah. they weren't getting as much focus on them. Yeah, certainly. and and like there were a few things that got some focus on them, but that was very few and far between. And there was so much more variety between the AAA offerings, even then, even after it had mm. gone past the point where mid tier games were really coming out that often. There was a yeah. massive amount of difference in what the games were. Like even between things like Assassin's Creed back then, that was something yes. new. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember when I was a wee gal. Um, everyone talking about how <laughs> a pe- unique a piss and... girl. Uh, no, <laughs> stop! Stop! <laughs> No! Um, I remember when the the big talk of the town was, look, look at Assassin's Creed and how fresh this is. It's not a first-person shooter. It's not a first-person shooter anymore, is it? 
Yeah. Oh, that's good. This is exciting and fresh. This is what the industry needs more of. And look at it now. Yeah, it is weird to, like, I guess that's time for you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's capitalism. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, so, yeah, I, I, th- I think we had some good thoughts on that. Some good. Elodie. Elodie, I, you should talk about the next thing on the docket. Uh, so, oh, so, 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 Jar Jar Binks hasn't come out. I oh, fuck it. I'm not. Astrid, I'm not a parody of myself. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. See, look, we're we're even being thematically on point for you. Come on. What what do do you think, Emperor Palpatine? Do it. Thanks, Emperor Palpatine. (laughs) You've been a great help. I am the Senate. (laughs) You know, I I just want to say, with my housemates, because we had not much else to do, we did actually go back and watch um, Revenge of the Sith in its entirety. And, you know, like, that film has so many problems, namely Hayden Christensen and Hayden Christensen. Um, But, like, Ian McDermott's a really good actor. And, like, you just completely ignore, like, the five things that that Anakin says in that scene. Like, the the bit where, um, the bit where Palpatine, like, tells the tells the tragedy of Darth Pelagius the Wise is a genuinely good scene, despite it being such a meme. <laughs> like, it's a, it's well, a, it's really a good, good delivery, scene. I'll say that. Yeah, I, it's I, a very good delivery. You, you know my thoughts on the prequel trilogy. We don't need to go into them particularly here. I really like the prequel trilogy, um, especially The Phantom Menace. Uh, so we, you asked me to make a joke about Jar Jar making indie games. Now he hasn't done one in a while because we didn't have any news. That's uh, just, I'm not, I'm not a dancing monkey, Astrid. I'm not a dancing monkey. Well, no, that was on the topic list because you brought up something else to do with Star Wars. Well, no, yeah. originally you said Jar Jar Binks, and then I said, well, I guess um, Star Wars Episode One Racer just came out and Gog. I could talk about that, even though it's not an indie game. And then you said, oh, no, we can't really justify that because it's not an indie game. Why don't you talk about how Jar Jar Binks hasn't made any indie games recently? And then you put that on the docket without my consent. And now well, all... you know what? If you're not willing to meet us halfway, I guess, I guess now the folks at home just aren't going to know that Jar Jar Binks hasn't made any indie games. How would they ever intuit that on their own, Elodie? And how would they trust anyone except you to give them that information? How can they trust their own families now that you haven't committed to the bit that we decided you were going to do without your consent? <laughs> I'm trying to talk about doing the thing where you... You're tearing families <laughs> oh, apart, Elodie. Guys, guys, look, up in the sky, look, it's shining real bright and big and tall. It's Josh's deep thoughts, Josh's deep thoughts, Josh's deep I really wasn't sure what you were going with that. <laughs> I'm very proud of that, I just want to say. Oh. That, was, that was like you talking about the sun, but it's night time. <laughs> Josh's, Josh's deep thoughts is the Teletubbies baby sun. Yeah. 
It's it's the Teletubbies, but baby, we all. For anyone who doesn't know, who hasn't seen Josh in the real life, oh, I that's thought... actually that's you, isn't it? Josh? I thought you were just going to explain what Teletubbies. <laughs> <laughs> you have never seen Teletubbies. For those of you unfamiliar with the concept of Teletubbies, it's a, it's a show, and there's some big. Uh, colourful boys. Uh, you you have to have a pretty high um... IQ to understand the telly. <laughs> Not a so new Josh, ones. what are you thinking about right now? Uh... What are you thinking about? What are you wearing, Josh? What are you wearing, Fucking... Josh? What are you wearing, stranger? What are you? What are you? What thoughts are you wearing in your meat brain? Oh, I've got so many thoughts in my meat brain. You will literally die and piss yourself. Oh, Do you please. want to hear about my great new idea for a game show? Yes, I want to die and piss myself. Tell me. Right, my great new idea for a game show. Are you ready for it? The Price mm. is Blight. The Price is Blight? The Price is Blight. The You've price got is your contestants. Blight. I'm thinking three. It's a, it's a stock number. You know. That's the quantity of people who are on this podcast. The so three, we can play it three all together is, as friends. as we know. The magic Ooh. number. Yes, it is. So three, get three contestants, an array of fabulous prizes, contaminated with various untested chemical ordnance that I've happened upon. This sounds right. like a very exciting game show. To it watch is very exciting. Probably exciting in the not good way for the people who participate. It is exciting. It's an interesting balancing act because you can just go for the prizes. Ah. Like it, it's just just get whatever prizes you want. They're all there. But the more prizes you get, the more of the contaminants you're exposing yourself to, the more risk there is of something happening to you. We're not entirely sure what the as you know, it's untested ordnance. We're not any entirely plagues? sure what it does. Some plagues, for sure. I mean, like I've got to be honest. I didn't label any of the canisters. I don't know what's in what. Uh, I just needed it getting rid of. I mean, I'm just glad there's plagues. That was all I was really hoping for. You got to get your plague quotient in there somehow. Someone's got to represent the plagues. Uh. And it falls to me in my new game show. Check it out on the television. Um, who's who's hosting? The Ginyu Force. Oh, nice! Love yeah. those. That's, Love those boys. They're they're locked in. Did I miss something uh, culturally again? No, Probably. I have no idea what just just said. I'm just playing along with it, Elodie. <laughs> Play along with I'm, it with me. I'm just sort of banking on someone listening to this, knowing someone's and chuckling for a minute. Someone's going to get it, and they're going to be like, oh, shit. Uh, what, what you, what oh, you hey, failed so, to appreciate, so Elodie, if you... is that I didn't know I was going to say that before I opened my mouth, so I couldn't have accounted <laughs> oh for what God, information you already had. Uh, is this a big mood, Josh? So it's if, a big old mood. So you... Is your deep thought a big mood this week? Yeah, if you big get, old mood. If you get the joke, uh, tweet me, and I'll give you that copy of Half-Life 2 on Steam. Cause... Oh, <laughs> wait, wait! We have a copy of Half Life Two to give away. Yeah, we've had it for ages. I've been trying to. I've been trying to. Elodie, Elodie, did you? Have I just forgotten about this? Yeah, this was like a whole thing where I asked if someone Holy... could make it, make a wiki for the for the podcast, and no one did. I said that if they did it, I'd give them Half Life Two, 
Uh, oh shit! I hope somebody, the, I hope somebody get gets the joke because yeah. I would love to be, I would love to be a website in the year of our Lord twenty eighteen. An Doing indie a game website, no less. Giving away a copy of Half Life Two as a as a prize I don't to actually... anyone who knows who the Ginyu Force are. Please, fucking Christ, tweet us. I don't Let's actually make this happen. I don't actually remember what I said. I'd award it to for the second time round. Um, but that one's null and void because I've forgotten. So if you ask me, I'm That's not right. going to understand. Doesn't matter. We're but, doing it for the game show yeah, now. Yeah. Oh yes, this is what the real game show is about. Put it up as a prize in the game show. We'll cut. We'll slather it in what might be plagues. We don't know. You don't. Yeah, you never know fine. what the effect's going to be. We've had. It's part of the surprise. It's part of the fun. It's you know you got to have something to keep people coming in every week because they're going to want to know what this will do to the contestants. We've yeah. recorded a couple of pilots already. Uh, one of them has gone blind. Mm. Uh, there was one contestant who was blind at the start and now can see. So. Uh, I mean, I guess it giveth and so it taketh away. I have really. two two questions. So the first one, mm-hmm. can he be a pilot anymore now that he's blind? Second one, how was he a pilot if he was blind? I thought you had to have you, twenty what, twenty what vision. You, what you've done there, what you've done there, is a hilarious comedy of errors. Oh, is it? Uh, where you've mistaken a term, uh, typically used to denote the uh, sort of a trial episode of a series that is used to pretty much pitch the concept. Uh, yeah. And you've taken it to mean uh, someone who pilot, pilots some sort of aircraft. Yeah, that would that that I think is the fundamental uh, misunderstanding that you've made there. The fundamental, the fundamental, but fundamental. Where were any of the contestants pilots? Oh, all of them. I was just being incredibly pedantic. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, so that's going to keep. It's going to be brilliant. We've got a quick fire round. We, does it have guns? Does that one have guns in it? We cover the studio in gasoline, in oh, petrol, and if then you it's will. A really, then it's a really fast fire. But then yeah, you, you realise the robot made a mistake, and it's actually covered in cheese. No, you, you, it's genius. That, you see, you got five minutes. We estimate before the studio just... burns that down. That was a cultural. That was a cultural reference. Tm. Okay, to, um, so like the Mitchell, a Mitchell and Webb look, a a a very a, a quite old now. Um, skit comedy British show. That's number with one. David Mitchell and, and Michael Webb. It? Michael Webb. Michael Webb. <laughs> That's his real name. <laughs> A for effort. <laughs> it's it's close to Robert. <laughs> kind of if you if you squid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate, so that, I hate this. What the fuck was I talking about? So that was Josh's deep thoughts, right? I never explained. I never even explained what the quick fire round was. No, you did. You just it. said about gasoline. Yeah, no. We, we've got five minutes. Pre- we estimate before the entire studio burns <laughs> down, and you've got to get out with gasoline and set me on fire so that I can like not feel immense shame. <laughs> I may have Sorry. to just to finish this fucking sentence. Continue. Um, you, yeah, so like you've got five minutes, as I keep saying. We think before it burns down, and you've got to get out with as many prizes as you, as you can. Okay. But there's one. There's, there's more complexity to this than you might be thinking. 
because the fire has the potential to effectively purify the contaminants. It could end up burning away the chemical agents that cause the risk of some sort of horrifying disease or infection. So, there is actually a benefit, potentially, to staying in the fire for longer. So it becomes this interesting sort of risk-reward game, whereas, like, how long can I wait to get these prizes out of here before the fire becomes too much of a risk to my health? And Mm, is it worth getting the prize at that point, or will the fire damage be too much? Like, will I leave here with this and just end up having to, like, buy a new television or whatever it is anyway, because this one's too damaged? Should I have just taken the super chemicals? You know, should I have just taken that on the chin? Would that have been preferable to all of these burns I now have because I really wanted that toaster, which is kind of ironic in a weird way. You wanted the toaster, but in the end, you became the toast E. He couldn't make anything into toast except himself. And that is the tragic story of Darth, Darth Plagueis, Plagueis the Wise. <laughs> oh my god! And that was... <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm overcome with a great swell of regret for what I'm responsible for in my life. But this wasn't one of those moments, because you're just really happy. I'm absolutely not responsible for anything that happens on this podcast, you're right. It, right. It's the will of that lobster we mentioned earlier. So, oh, hold on, Blidio Bames. I've just got a text. Sorry. Oh, sorry, I just got a text. From? Uh, this one's from actually this one's from Gundam Tanaka from Danganronpa Two. Oh, oh, Gundam oh, Tanaka hi. from Danganronpa Two. It's been a while. Yeah, not since the War on the Moon. I yeah, think. Yeah, actually, like, that's that was been, when oh, I wow, last saw him. What time that was? That, hey, yeah, that's actually what he's, yeah. that's actually what he's he's come on to talk about oh. on this text. He says, um. Why haven't you talked about the rest of the war on the moon? If you don't do it in the next month, I'm going to shoot you with a gun. Oh, oh. Gundam Tanaka from yeah, Danganronpa Two. Like, See, it's funny because it's the pun, but it's also a death threat. Yeah, which is no, less he. Funny. Yeah, that somewhat deflates the comedy. Yeah, the... it's a bit of a it's a bit of a double edged sword, but one of the the edges is a gun, poison, and a gun. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, we did get up to his heroic moment, and then we just kind of stopped, so I guess... I imagine that's why he's feeling so, so, like, cheated almost about it, I would assume. From what I know of him. Yeah, we did, we kind of... We cucked Gundam Tanaka's moon story. Yeah, we we cucked Gundam... And I am overcome with regret. Are you overcucked with regret? Overcucked... There's a fucking... Team 17, get on that. There we go. Come on, right. Team Seventeen. Come on. I want. I want. I want a four-player cooperative with game. A soundtrack composed by Grant Kirkhope. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a brilliant idea for a four-player cooperative game where none of you actually do anything and four NPCs do all of it. <laughs> you watch. You watch from the closet. You watch as four NPCs make a bunch of... uh, Do a bunch of cooking 
and they do it better four, than you could those, have ever done. And those done. four NPCs, the character models are all Grant Kirkhope because he's cucking you. Grant Kirkhope is cucking you. Grant Kirkhope is cucking you all the time in your kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And Team oh 17 needs to tell That's the world. That's the full name of the game as well. Honest, Grant honestly, <laughs> honestly, you wanted something else to be That's the episode. That's my fucking game recommendation right there. Yeah, you wanted something else to be the episode title, but... I'm afraid, I'm sorry, that it has to actually instead be um, Kirk, Kirk Cope is cucking you in from the kitchen all the time. It's just, it's, it's just so good. It's just so good. And when we tweet it out, when we tweet it out with the full title... When we, we tweet it out, tweet Grant so Kirkhope's going to be like, so you know what? Yes, I yeah. am. It mentions him in it so that we can get his thoughts on about about how he is cucking us in our kitchen all the time. I like these people. They get me. They know what I'm about. Oh. So do we have recommendations? Um, you should play Tetris. It's a good game. <laughs> Josh, what do you recommend? God of War. <laughs> like, who are we fucking kidding? <laughs> right, no, no. You may, you may laugh. You, you may mock it, my good friends. I never thought I'd be in a position on this podcast where I would be saying this seriously. But. Obviously it's important for the industry to maintain a decent indie scene. <clears throat> like, especially now as everything's just sort of becoming the same live service over and over again. In... You know, you know, ad nauseum. Really, that's ju- that's just all anyone's interested in ma- making outside of the indie scene because they've kind of they have to be interesting in order to be noticed because mm. you know they can't bank on their size because they don't have that. It's important, so it's important to promote and cultivate a healthy indie scene. Yes, more important than that in my personal opinion, and this is my personal opinion, I'm not speaking for anyone else when I say this, Mm. is promoting games that contain themes that are in some way important. And God of War, a.k.a. Angry Dad Does His Best. Dad of Boy. Dad Dad of of boy. Boy. Dad of Boy. Obligatory Jim Sully mention. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a more sincere attempt in video games to understand dealing with anger issues. Like, I'm sure it's been done. Mm. But I've, you know, I've played this, you know, watching this relationship by the guy who, this guy who cannot control his anger like has had difficulty within the past has done stuff that he regrets as a result of it now has a child who has in all probability inherited this from him and now feels responsible a for the child's own safety to get a handle on him on it himself and also help like his son control it like just every aspect of what i was seeing was so fucking relatable <laughs> Like Damn. as as yeah. like as someone who has quite serious anger issues myself and has suffered at the hands of other people who also do, Big I found back. myself identifying so heavily with both Kratos and Atreus. 
Oh, oh, that was Astro all... saying big mood. Sorry, I got really frightened and didn't know what the sound was, and I was looking all oh, around. No, no, that's okay. I was just, I was just, I was just sympathising with Josh through memes. Yeah. But like that, like that's yeah, the thing. No, it, it was like, and it all felt like it rang true. Like in the way that sort of like I did the video on Hellblade Senua's sacrifice because there were certain aspects of that that sort of some inaccuracy made it feel false. This mm. was as near as I could tell, and I would like to tell I I would like to believe I could tell quite well. This hit the mark bang on. That, like I'm someone who was involved in this that. in making this story knew what the fuck was up and it shows. And I just I just appreciate that an effort has been made to attempt to understand this thing that is kind of unpleasant because it can lead to like the perpetration of hurtful acts both psychologically Absolutely. and physically in some cases yeah, and no, um, the temptation yeah. is to just not want to think about it and write those people off as monsters without really looking at like is there a cause and like don't get me like some in some instances it's obvious that the person is just shitty and like doesn't but, really no, have I, an I excuse. But I appreciate that get like someone is like it's nice to see the question be asked in a way that mm. isn't just like you know, someone trying to excuse their own bullshit, you know? Like it's refreshing to see an actual intelligent look at the issue. Yeah, for sure. In a fucking I'm... vid in a triple A video oh, game. Yeah, honestly, I I definitely like God of War is like hitting the peak of my list of things to get around to, and now it's hitting that peak even more so because <laughs> honestly, that yeah, that is incredibly relatable for me as well. I wish I could afford a PS4 to play mm. the dad of boy. Yeah. That's the issue. As isn't well that? as that other game, Bloodborne, which get a PS4 also first. is the other game that we is good on PS4. It is... Like, it's a pain in the ass, but like I do agree with obligatory Jim Sterling. This probably wouldn't have happened if the company making it didn't also have consoles to sell. Okay, yeah. So that ties mm. in very well with my recommendation because as long as we're going fucking all in mm. on the whole, not mm. talking about video games, indie games, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was a video game. <laughs> I'm going to recommend near. The first near, not the first near Automata, but I will say that near Automata is a case of a recent game from a AAA developer that was on multiple consoles that mm. wasn't. So, I mean, yeah, that that's a thing that I will say. Mm. But the reason I'm the reason I bring up the uh, the first near is that I have not played another AAA game in a long time. Or even a lot of indie games that hold what I think we would call the indie spirit, and I think this comes entirely from the fact that they just let Yoko Taro do whatever the fuck he wants for some reason, and I'm glad they yes. do. Well, and could they stop him? We all I know mean, how powerful he is. He's stronger yeah. than Wentworth Miller, for God's sake. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, <laughs> on a serious note, I honestly do think that Yoko Taro is one of those video game auteurs that. <laughs> You can just let 
do whatever the hell they want and it will produce something good. Well, the thing is that before Automata, no, no Yoko Taro game has had gameplay that's stellar. Some mm. of them have just been fairly abysmal in terms of gameplay, but it's just so Yoko Taro that you can't not enjoy them. Absolutely, mm. exactly, uh, and that's the important part. Um, so before I get on to talk about Nier, I just want to quickly say that I recently played uh, Dragon Guard 3, which is perhaps one of the most flawed games that I have ever played 100% of the way through, getting every ending and such, within only a couple of days, just because I loved it so much, despite the fact it had... Such a fuck awful frame rate that I had to oh God. I had to turn yeah. my PS3's maximum um maximum settings down just so that it would run a bit smoother. Oh my uh, okay, fair enough. So near. Yes. Just just saying that even when it's a bad game, it's also amazing. Yeah. Uh but yeah, the first near is simultaneously a um, deconstruction of JRPG tropes um, as well as just being a really um, very deep and faceted story in itself mm. um, and I'm not going to go too much into the story I'll just say that it um, it it starts off very it starts off as if it's like a very Zelda-ish thing where it's just a bunch of silly NPCs and things. It's all quite mm. goofy and fun. Yeah. But as the game goes along, gradually you get to learn more and more about everything that's happening and pretty much everything that you've assumed because of your previous um, like your previous knowledge of JRPG tropes and everything. Pretty much everything you've assumed is wrong on some level. As you find out that there's more and more layers of complexity to everything. Which I just adore. But the one thing I will talk about is how how amazing I think the amount of um, representation Yoko Taro managed to get past Square Enix there. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh so there are two versions of um the first Nier. We mm. in in the West we got Nier Gestalt, which is just called Nier here. Uh, yeah. uh in Japan they had Nier Gestalt on Xbox and Nier Replicant on PS3. The only mm. difference is the age of the main character. Yeah. Uh, where he's a real ugly dad in Gestalt, and I love him. And he's mm. a a pretty JRPG boy in um, Replicant. Uh, the reason I bring this up is that there is a canon short story um, that was published in one of the books that was like properly done by Square Enix and everything that mm -hmm. reveals that the player character in Replicant is a former child sex worker. Uh, Fucking hell. So that's one thing. Uh, the rest of your party in that game mm -hmm. is um, the uh, 
the first member of your party is a book who yes. who is a book who is a, a snooty good boy and I love him uh, but mm. the second member you get is um, a character called Kaine who is a um, a woman who is very shouty and abrasive but you gradually learn why but the main thing that I want to talk about here is the fact that Kaine is an intersex trans woman what? cut Ka- Kaine, uh, was born with, it's, it's in the game, revealed, that Kaine was... I don't remember this. It's, it's only gone into obliquely within the game, it's talked about more elsewhere, but, Mm -hmm. um, uh, in the game, it, then, there's, when you go on to the second playthrough, you get some flashbacks to Kaine's childhood, uh, and... There's things like um, when she's being bullied, one of the kids says, um, why are you dressing like a girl? We all know what you have down there. And things like that. And uh, Holy shit. Yoko Taro has confirmed that Kaine has ambiguous genitalia, was assigned male at birth, and identifies as a woman, and that's why she was initially chased out of the area was because of that, and the the whole thing where she gets possessed by a shade only happens much later. So that the actual reason why she was uh, bullied and made to be so bitter wasn't because of the whole shade thing, it was because she's an intersex trans woman. Holy motherfucking huh. shit, Yoko Taro! Uh, what a good boy! Yeah, and, uh, you know, you know, um... Yoko Taro's head mask thing. Mm. That's the yes. that's the other the other main character uh in your party. The head of the good sorcery yes. boy. He's called Emil. He is an ancient boy who is also the most powerful weapon in the universe and is also a skeleton. Mm. Um and was temporarily a basilisk. Yes, he was temporarily a basilisk. Uh, As we know, this is all in the police report. Yeah. Yes. Um, there is a point in the game where you are attending the wedding of the king of a country called Facade. Um, yes. Where your uh, your character, he's asking, um, in Gestalt he asks what your character's wedding was like because Nier's wife died in that version. Yeah. Uh, where uh, in replicant, he's asking whether Nier wants to get married, uh, because he's just he's a he's like a teen there rather than a yeah a grown adult. Um, in in the translation, when um when Nier says I don't think it's very important and walks off, Emil just says um I think it's important, which is kind of yeah. referencing, but. In Replicant in Japan, he says, he asks um, what kind of bride Nier would want, and Nier doesn't really answer, and he says, I want to be your bride. Uh, and Yoko Taro has confirmed that Emil is homosexual. Yoko motherfucking Taro. <laughs> oh. A homosexual skeleton sorcerer, most powerful in the world. Yeah. Momentarily a basilisk. And I guess we just didn't kind... We kind of didn't get that 
over here then, because that's in a version that wasn't released. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of obliquely there, because he, he's asking about getting married, and then he says he thinks it's important whether Nia would want to get married again. But but it's very much more... Yeah, like, it, it's, it's certainly subtle enough that I... I mean, like, I'll be honest, I don't even remember the line. <laughs> so, I, mm. like, it was a long time ago that I played this. But... Well, yeah. Well, there, yeah. Uh, there we go, though. Nicely done. Oh, that's a good recommendation in my books, and yeah. I'm going to adhere to that recommendation that you have made. I mean, you've got an Xbox 360. Yeah, you can, I can go play that. You can, borrow, that. you can borrow my copy if you like. I'd love to. That'd be great. Thank you. Right. Acquire the game... <laughs> Yes, right. That sounded very Matt Berry. Right, shall we... <laughs> very... Acquire the game! Very Matt Berry. Acquire, acquire the game! Very Matt Berry is the new segment on the podcast. Very Matt Berry is just where we find... like It's a randomly occur... It's an emergent segment where we say it's something... It's an emergency. And then we go, that would sound good if it was said in Matt Berry's voice, and we say it, and then we move on like nothing has happened. Yeah. And we never speak of it again. Yeah, until the next um, That's the Very ne- Matt Berry segment. Yeah. Okay, so I really need a piss. Good. Alright, so how do you want to go what about this? What if we this? just ended the episode there? How- <laughs> what we could do here is that Josh and I could do our, our closing bits while you're off pissing and then we could mm. you can come back and say goodbye with us at the end when you've pissed. If you want. That could work. Sure. Okay. Go. I'll. I'll be right back. All right. Have fun. Piss. I, I will be back soon. Sans piss. <laughs> Sans Undertale piss. Sans Undertale piss. Yes. Right. See you in a bit. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure. People have known for years that the art of that exists, but I didn't need to think about it. Yeah. I didn't need to consider the possibility. I was in a. I was in a. Um. A awful weeb shop in Bournemouth like weeaboo shop and it's got mm-hmm. a bunch of like bootleg um, merchandise for things and it had a yeah. bunch of um, stolen artwork Sans Undertale stuff and a Sans Undertale unofficial plush toy which I found a bit odd well there you go so, it just goes to show that it's there so Josh where do we find you on the internet <laughs> You can find me on the internet on twitter.com, if you've heard of that website, uh, at Jam Tyrant. You can find me on YouTube, The Abominable Showman. I've actually put up a video recently, so that's novel oh, for me. Oh, I should actually subscribe to that channel, because I've just been watching you worth mentioning. Yeah, speaking of... A new one of those came out while the podcast was in its sort of hiatus. Yeah, it was real good. Uh, I loved it. Uh, I, 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 back. What are we talking about? Uh, we're doing uh, we're, talk- we're promoting my recent worth mentioning video. Which is very good and I enjoyed it. Yeah, sorry, we got Warframe. distracted talking about Sans Undertale for a while. That's perfectly fine. Continue. Yeah, the video is called Warframe AAA Greed's Greatest Hits. Because they're all in there. Mm. Uh yeah, I like it's weird to me now thinking back that I when I started I almost didn't want to do the video because I kind of wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I think I say in the video I'm not sure whether that's like me genuinely believing that or just being worried that 
a lot of people whose critical opinions I respect seem to like the game. And, you know... I mean, we yeah. like the game, we're just critical. Yeah, like, I like the game, it's just a shame about everything else. Uh, by the way, Josh, did you do as promised and put a shot of my face in this one? <laughs> I actually considered it, and then I couldn't find the picture. Oh no! Next one. Next, <laughs> next one. one. Next one. <laughs> I do, you're gonna, I do you're gonna actually have to... need to head off relatively soon, by the way. So okay, oh, so fuck. check that check that out on That's the internet for a minute. Yes, do it, do it. I recommend. Watch it. me get uh, progressively I, I... more salty because yes. I'm not kidding. As like it turns out, there is just more. You can oh, just yes. keep going. It's not even an exhaustive list of everything. It's a that descent it into. It's a descent into measured measured I... insanity. To be honest, yeah. A measured... I didn't even mention the fucking daily rewards thing. I just had to include a bit of footage that demonstrates it. You could call it a measured response, just like, <laughs> <laughs> just like the H bomb man. Yes, Elodie, have you recommended your things yet? Oh no, not yet. You go, you go. Uh, I'll go. You go uh, weaving. You can find me now um, in the afternoons on weekdays at GameRevolution.com where I write news and all that jazz. It's pretty great. Um, you can also find all of my work on JaffaMeister.com. It's an aggregate of all of the things that I do, including freelance work at various places and also some video content that... More of that will be coming soon. And you can also find all my work on Indie Haven, obviously. And if you want to chat or you want to see my cheeky hot takes about what dogs should be able to do, you can follow me on Twitter at Jaffermeister. We're just, we're just, we're just making... For instance... Like is is this in terms of rights or like added functionality? No, as in like dogs should have the rights to do these things. Okay, uh, it's I, a thing I, I started we... doing. It's a thing I started doing. Let me pull up my most recent one, which I think was very good. Tell you what, I'll give you two highlights. Two. That's right. Two for the price of one. Um, of things that dogs should be able to do because they deserve to do the things. And those two things are, when I find them, I'm definitely not looking for them right now, they're just it's taking a little while, um, you, you should edit this out. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna. You're not going to, though, and I don't want you to, actually, just keep it all in. Now. Um, good morning, everyone. This is this is the first one I did. Good morning, mm-hmm. everyone. I think dog should lead us, lead us as a class-conscious vanguard into an emancipatory socialist revolution. Um... And what's up, everybody? I think dogs should wake me up inside. Open parentheses, can't wake up, close parentheses. You should follow me for some more of that. Hey, everyone, I think dogs should vote Griffin McElroy reference. Just in case everyone, just in case anyone didn't know it. Yeah, that's where it came from. Just just to, like, get a triumvirate of people we're making references to. Hmm. <laughs> Elodie, where can people find you on the internet? Let it never be said that we are not highly derivative. <laughs> mm. uh, you well, can, I wouldn't say that. You can find me on Twitter at KemiWords. C-H-E-M-Y Words. Did you like that? That was a yeah, good was jingle. Good, good. Top quality. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube at Elodie Cunningham. Just search for Elodie Cunningham. Or go now because I got a custom URL. 
go youtube.com slash c slash LRD Cunningham and you'll get straight to my channel, which is fun. And recently I've been putting up um, videos of me and Hyper Northern Josh, Martin Bryson, uh, mm. rating Pokemon. And those have been coming out pretty well and we've had some good response to it. So like, just go over there and check them out. They're fun. Uh, otherwise, yeah. Patreon, Kemi Words again, um, and you can find... Do the thing, give the money. Yeah, please. Uh, you can find the music for this podcast and all the other podcasts and various other music at chemicalwordsmith.bandcamp.com Don't put dot .com in, because that's my porn website. <laughs> oh, oh my word. Josh! You told it like it is. Josh! Rivers, closing uh, word of advice. Chuff, Only one. Chives and buy them tonight. That was, yeah, that was more, more than one word, but let's take it. Bye, everyone. Yeah, bye, everyone. It was hyphenated. Hopefully next time we'll talk about the second half of the war on the moon, finally. Uh, either that. time, Gadget. Yeah, either that or I might get shot by Gundam Tanaka from Danganronpa 2 with a gun. It's always one of the two, isn't it? Bye. Bye. Did the lobster thing ever come to a head? Thanks for listening to Podhaven.